Hey there, and welcome to the Oscars Death Race podcast, where we try to watch all the Oscar-nominated movies or die trying. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. It's here, it's here, it's finally here. The Oscars nominations for the celebrations of the 2022 Oscars are finally here, looking at film from 2021. Uh, the Oscars death race can now officially kick off in earnest. Now, when the Oscars nominations came out at 8.18 a.m. this past Tuesday, I was actually walking to the dentist uh, for an 8.30 a.m. appointment. So uh, while I was able to see the first half live, um, by the time the, the second half came around, I was already strapped into his dentist chair. Um, and so I had to watch that second half later um but you know it, regardless i don't think anyone could have predicted uh, everything that came out um so you know this episode will do a couple of things uh, first we'll just take stock what films got nominated in which categories uh and then we'll well and then afterwards we'll take a look at what you know what we have to watch for the death race you know, secondly, you know, I also want to take a note of some films that maybe got snubbed to some degree for specific categories as well as you know any particular nomination milestones that were achieved this year and then third, you know, if you remember a couple weeks ago, um, I, uh, you know, I had a contest uh, for Oscar nomination prediction where people, you know, could submit a ballot, uh, basically what they think thought would win each category uh, or get nominated for each category. Um, and so we'll see how others, including myself, uh, ended up predicting and announced the winner of that contest. No prize again, uh, just kind of first funsies between the Reddit and the Discord. So we got 23 categories to get to. That's a lot. So let's go ahead and st- jump straight in. Now, the night before the Oscars, I went on Gold Derby and took a screenshot of what people were predicting overall. Uh, these past few episodes, I also have been watching what I thought, according to Gold Derby, were going to be nominated for Best Picture, plus a few extras. Um, now, the final list of predictions as of uh, the night before the Oscars versus when I started planning out the season, um, and even the list that you know Dakota from Zoom Pod and I went over last episode, um, you know that list had actually differed quite a bit since then. Um, you know, the biggest thing I think was Drive My Car making it into Best Picture among others. So, you know, there's going to be some variation from what we've talked about for the past couple episodes. So just keep that in mind. So first up, the biggest category, just jumping straight off the bat, we have our nominees for Best Pictures. Um, and I'm going to name them all in alphabetical order. Um, the nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So a couple things to note here. Now, you know, many people had kind of predicted that being the Ricardos, which wasn't one we watched on the episode by the time, you know, it, it, being the Ricardos had a real journey of, you know, kind of being near, the, being within the top 10. And so I initially had planned to watch it. So I watched it. But then by the time that episode came around, um, it dropped below the top 12. So I ended up swapping into Lost Daughter instead. And then kind of in the last couple of weeks after some Guild nomination, uh, nominations, um, it kind of came back in the conversation as potentially the 10th place film. Um, so you know, many people actually had predicted, myself included, in our in the, in the ballots that they would make it, but it didn't end up happening here. Uh, kind of on a, the flip, disappointing side for me at least is that Tick Tick Boom, which I think nearly everyone had predicted would get nominated, ended up getting quote unquote snubbed here. Um, however, you know, I would say you know, kind of the most likely replacement for Tick Tick Boom versus what people had thought would be Nightmare Alley, which I actually liked in some ways more than Tick Tick Boom, which is saying a lot because I really did like Tick Tick Boom. So you know, Nightmare Alley. Many had written off after a kind of disappointing uh, box office launch, um, but I think it pulled through after some strong guild performances here. So I'm not too upset by by Nightmare Alley making it in. Uh, and then you know, like I mentioned, you know, Drive My Car had kind of sneaked snuck into the tenth place in the last couple of weeks or so, or the last week or so. Uh, 
Um, and so they were able to make it into the top 10 here as well. Uh, made history as the first Japanese film to be nominated for Best Picture. Um, also, another milestone, Coda is the first film from Apple TV to be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, overall, Gold Derby had predicted 9 out of 10 correctly. Um, I personally had 8 out of 10. Um, out of the 44 respondents to my contest, only 6 had predicted Nightmare Alley would actually make it in. Um, and only one user, Discord user Unda, uh, was able to predict all 10 correctly. So kudos to you, Unda. Um, some other milestones, you know, Kate uh, Blanchett uh, had broken the record of appearing in the most Oscar roles, uh, currently sitting at nine films she has appeared in that were nominated for Oscars with um, Don't Look Up and, um, and and Nightmare Alley being those two this year. Um, you know, that beats out Olivia de Havilland of Gone with the Wind fame who had eight prior to this. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio has tied at Jack Nicholson for male actors and Best Picture nominees uh, with 10 total, uh, two away from beating Robert Nero who sits at 11. All right, moving on to Best Director. Uh, we have, uh, there's a bit of an upset here. Um, the five nominees here are uh, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, uh, and uh, Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Now, the big snub I alluded to was Denny Villeneuve for Dune not getting nominated in favor, most likely for Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Uh, this makes him only the third Japanese director ever to be nominated. Um, I'm honestly not too upset by having more international directors nominated here, even if it means I didn't get the perfect prediction, only 4 out of 5, um, and Gold Derby also was 4 out of 5 missing on Villeneuve. Uh, in fact, our only, in our contest, only one person, the Reddit user Dark Phoenix, Phoenix 0518 uh, ended up being the only person to predict all 5 correctly. Another milestone here, Jane Campion becomes the first two-time female director nominee, and Kenneth Branagh becomes the first person to receive 7 nominations in 7 different categories. Categories, uh, while Spielberg is the first director to be nominated in six dec over in once at least in six different decades, and one of only four directors to be nominated eight nominations in a lifetime. Uh, the all-time record being William Wyler at eleven. He also broke his own record with having eleven Best Picture nominations. Uh, moving on to the acting categories for Best Actor, if you go by Gold Derby right before predictions, you got all five correct. Uh, these were Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for Tick Tick Boom, Andrew Garfield. Oh, sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, William Smith for King Richard, and then Denzel Washington for Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, I would say that the latter four, Cumberbatch, Garfield, Smith, and Washington, were pretty locked in, and it was really that fifth one was up in the air. Um, I had gone with the prediction of Serrano, thinking that you know Peter Dinklage was making it in over Javier Bardem from being the Ricardos. Um, but you know this one is a little bit more common, people getting all 15 correctly, maybe going off of Gold Derby, uh, guessing... Uh, the, the five correctly. Uh, one big uh, milestone here, this continues uh, Denzel Washington's run as the Oscars' most nominated black actor with 10 nominations overall. Uh, Will Smith, on the other hand, is the ninth person and second black man behind Denzel uh, to act and produce in a film that was nominated for acting and also for Best Picture. Uh, moving to Best Actress, this is where the real chaos begins. Uh, the nominees were uh, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, uh, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, and Kirsten, Kristen Stewart, Spencer. 
So Gold Derby got five of here correctly. Uh, Coleman, Kidman, and Jessica Chastain. Uh, they had thought that maybe Alana Haim would sneak in for Liquid's Pizza for acting debut, and most people seem to think that Lady Gaga would be a lock for House of Gucci, uh, myself included. However, you know, Kristen Stewart prevailed uh, with Spencer and my favorite best uh, actress uh, performance of the year uh, taking a slot here. And then Penelope Cruz, who was kind of in the 6-7 spot, kind of came in here and also got a nomination as well. Um, I didn't have Cruz or Coleman in my ballot, you know, thinking that the Haim and Gaga picks would get in. Um, now, only two people in our contest came correct here with all five. A Koala Fever 5 on Reddit and Jonathan Wells, who didn't leave a social media that he was on. Um, but, you know, at least they, he, but Jonathan Wells also got a perfect 10 out of 10, uh, being the only person to do so with, uh, for all the lead acting categories. Also, a fun fact here, uh, Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz are married and they are the only, this is the fifth time a married couple has been nominated in the same year for acting uh, positions. Uh, notably, none of the nominees here were actually on the BAFTA list for Best Actress, which was going to break a streak uh, since 2013 of the BAFTA winner also being the Oscar winner here. So definitely anything is game at this point here, I think. Uh, moving to supporting roles, supporting actor uh, got three out of five correct from Gold Derby. The nominees here were Karen Hines from Belfast, Troy Kotzer from Coda, Jesse Plemons from Power the Dog, J.K. Simmons from Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee from Power of the Dog. Uh, so Karen, Troy, and Cody were all pretty much locked going into this. And good job to Troy Kotzer for being the first deaf actor to be nominated for an acting role. However, Jesse Plemons was a surprise here, and so was J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos though I will say he was probably my favorite part of being the Ricardos. Uh, Gold Derby had predicted Bradley Cooper uh, for Liquor's Pizza and Mario Cosplayer Jared Leto in House of Gucci, um, which I guess it would have been real chaos uh, if Leto did make it in, but you know he did end up uh, avoiding being the distinct uh, honor, dishonor of getting both an Oscar and a Razzie nomination in the same year. Uh, no one in the contest predicted all five here, though two, only two people predicted J.K. Sims correctly, Kathy and Unda. Uh, from from the discord from discord uh, myself I believe I got a three out of five total uh, moving to supporting actress some surprises here though uh, welcome what welcome surprises for me I think uh, now, the nominees here are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, uh, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, uh, Judy Dents uh, for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for Power of the Dog, uh, and Anjane Ellis for King Richard. Um, now, the big surprises here were um, that Judy Dents and Jesse Buckley got nominated. Most people on Gold Derby had Katriana Balfe from Belfast instead of Judy Dents, um, who, with this nomination, becomes the oldest acting nominee ever. Um, and then many others had pegged Ruth Nega in passing to be nominated here, but alas, it was snubbed from the Oscars entirely. However, I'm not mad that Jesse Buckley got a nomination. If you listen to the episode a couple of weeks back, you'll know that I think she deserved the nomination even more than Coleman did, so happy to see her get the recognition. Um, in any case, uh, only one person, PM on Discord, uh, predicted Jesse Buckley getting the nom, and no one predicted Judy Gents, meaning no one got all five correctly. Also, another couple, uh, though not married, got nominated here. Uh, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons are married, and uh, this time they're both getting nominated for acting in the same film in the same year. Um, also, Ariana DeBose and Kristen Stewart, I believe, would be the the first two openly queer actresses uh, to be uh, not to be nominated here, uh, and one of them, if they win, would be the first openly queer winner of this category. So that's pretty cool. Um, now, overall, nine of the 20 nominees in acting were first-time nominees. Um, I believe here I also got a three out of five. 
Uh, moving to the screenplay categories. In original screenplay, I only got two out of five here, um, and this is, I think, largely due to a big international surprise. Uh, the nominees here were Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the international surprise, The Worst Person in the World from Norway. Now, the first four films were pretty locked in on Gold Derby, uh, which got four out of five, but Worst Person in the World came in to take what many people thought would be being the Ricardo spot, which is all the more surprising considering that Aaron Sorkin, who the Oscars tend to love, wrote that one here. Uh, in fact, actually, because of this, no one predict actually no one predicted worst person in the world in our contest, uh, meaning that no one got all five correct here. Now, in adapted screenplay, the international nominee was a little bit more predictable. Gold Derby had it, uh, and so all five were predicted the night before. Uh, these were Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and Power of the Dog. Uh, Eleven people in our contest, myself not included, I only got three out of five here, had predicted this. Uh, notably, Dakota and I had talked uh, kind of between these two categories that you know, the screenplay tends to give us maybe one one nomination that's not in anywhere else. We were thinking maybe Mass or Come On, Come On or Pig or French Dispatch. None. none, none all of these nominees from these 10 nominees here all have at least one nomination in another category. Uh, the closest is Worst Person in the World, but it is also nominated in Best International Film as well. Uh, notably, here would drive my car getting a nomination here for Director and for Picture as well as, of course, Best International. Um, it is the f most nominations a Japanese film has ever had, or ties uh, the most nominations a Japanese film, ha film has ever had at the Oscars. Also, notably, Coda, Lost Daughter, and Power of Dog in this adapted screenplay category are all written by women, which is the first time since 1992 that a majority of nominees in this category were women. Uh, so, you know, big accomplishment there. Uh, moving to some of the more technical categories, uh, we moved to cinematography where I got four out of five. Uh, one surprise here, though, which you know kept me from getting that perfect five, but uh, it was a pretty welcome one. Uh, the nominees here were Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Uh, as I had mentioned before, I saw Nightmare Alley in black and white, and I thought it was stunning in that format. Um, and it seems that the role of black and white screenings uh, getting voted around worked here with it getting, uh, you know, people, they were rolling it out to promote it, and I think that worked uh, with Nightmare Alley beating out the predicted nomination from Gold Derby of Belfast, um, which ended up getting four out of, so again, Belfast, uh, Gold Derby was also four out of five correct. Um, I guess it's appropriate that one black and white film knocked out another one. Uh, Reddit users Hear the Talk Movies and Dark Phoenix 0518 and Discord user Joey K and uh, Dilsey Ghosts uh, all got a perfect five here. Moving on to editing, Gold Derby had their worst prediction of the ca of the of um of the feature film categories, with only two out of the five predictions here correct. Uh, the nominees here were Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Power of the Dog, and Tick Tick Boom. Again, you know we've kind of talked how uh, editing is a sneakily important uh, category because um, in historically uh, all the best picture winners have had, had at least a best uh, best uh, editing nomination. So really, you know. With, there are four films here for Best Picture, Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, of course, you did not get it in there. But at least Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, and Power of the Dog here, um, especially with all of these four having a, a screenplay nom. Adding in that Power of the Dog is the only one of these with a directing nomination, I think that's going to be the presumptive winner at this point all the more. In any case, while many were expecting Belfast and Licorice Pizza and West Side Story to make it in here, um, you know, people guessed those and they got it incorrect. Only one user, Stormbreaker on Reddit, ended up getting all five correct here. 
Uh, moving to production design, we had Power of the Dog, quote-unquote, steal another nomination here. Uh, the nominations for production design were Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy Macbeth, and The West Side Story. Um, all of these nominees, except for Power of the Dog, were expected. Many were expecting, again, Defense Dispatch to get here, um, which is one of its few chances to get nominated, which, spoiler, it ended up not getting nominated at all. Uh, no one actually predicted the full five correctly because of that. Um, with, however, seven people did predict Power of the Dog, though um, they ended up predicting uh, um, you know, either French Dispatch or Belfast being the other nominee here. Uh, moving to costume design, we have another upset. Uh, the nominees here are Cruella, Serrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Now, Cruella and Dune are the presumptive leads, and West Side Story was pretty solidly in here for Gold Derby's predictions. And you know, Gold Derby also predicted Nightmare Alley, which I don't think many people did. Um, however, you know, they had predicted House of Gucci, uh, which got shut out here as well. Instead, Serrano ends up taking its place with its only nomination in the Oscars. Um, I'm pretty glad I have a reason to watch it. Uh, only one person, Luke. Lucas, the LFY95 on Discord, got all five correct here, so props to you. Um, I only got the other five here. Moving on to best makeup, Lucas also got all, f all uh, five here correct as well. Um, he had predicted Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Uh, Gold Derby also did predict all five here correctly. I only got four. Um, and eight others, uh, including Lucas, got uh, a perfect five here. Um, I know for many people, coming to America is going to be a bit of a drag to watch for the death race, though you know, I'm going in, you know, I've never actually seen the original in full in one sitting, so I'm going to look forward to watching the original coming to America first before watching this one. Um, again, this is coming to America's only nomination at the Oscars this year. Uh, moving on to best visual effects, Gold Derby had four of the five correct films here. Um, the nominees are Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, the odd one out that Gold Derby had missed was Free Guy. They had thought it would be Matrix Resurrections instead, which many others did as well. And, you know, Matrix Resurrections ended up being set out of the Oscars. Uh, only four people here. Uh, Dakota from Contra Zoom Pod from last episode. Pencilhead, uh, both of them on Discord, um, as well as the social media-less Jonathan Wells. And then Lanba, uh, also on Discord, actually, uh, they predicted all predicted free guy here, though none of them got all five correct. Moving to the more audio-based categories, we have Best Sound, who have the nominees are Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Again, you know, there is a stat here that the winner of Best Editing always wins this one, which means the only two real contenders for this category uh, are Dune and Power of the Dog, the only two films overlapping between the two. Uh, Power of the Dog here also surprised with Gold Derby, predicting Tick, Tick, Boom, making it in instead. Uh, Joey K and General, uh, General, uh, General 51 on Discord were the only ones to get all five correct. Um, another sound category score saw another upset. Um, the nominees were Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and Power of the Dog. Now, the surprise, though, not a major surprise, uh, here was um, Parallel Mothers. It had hovered out just outside the top five for a long time, um, and it ended up supplanting uh, the French Dispatch again uh, and Andre Desplat, again setting out for its chance at the Oscars this year. Um, and then, this, you know, uh, and this is ended up being also the second nomination for Parallel Mothers. I still wish Spencer had made it in here, but, you know, Johnny Greenwood ended up getting his nomination anyway for Power of the Dog. Uh, no one got all five here, but... Uh, uh, with all but, you know, there were eight parallel mother predictors, but they all basically predicted French Dispatch. Um, aside from Jeff, uh, who also 
ended up predicting Spencer and Tragedy Macbeth getting in here as well. So uh, nice job, Jeff. Um, anyway, fun fact about Dune, scored by Hans Zimmer. Um, this will be his 12th nomination, but he's actually only ever won once, despite you know being so prolific. Um, and that was 28 years ago for Lion King. So if he ends up winning here, um, this will be the longest time between wins at the Oscars uh, for any category. So um, that'll be Oscar history in the making. Now brace yourself for the last sound category. Um, instead of just reading out the nominations, I'm also going to give you my a recreation of my reactions in my head um, as I was listening to this announcement. Uh, first, we have Be Alive from King Richard. Okay, it's a Beyonce song. You know, they kind of want that star power. Um, Next up is Dos Orgritas from Encanto. Um, all right, you know, it's no, you know, we talk about Bruno, but hey, you know, they didn't uh, nominate that anyway. And, you know, Lin-Manuel could very well get his EGOT at this point. Next up, Down to Joy from Belfast. Huh, you know, I wasn't really expecting that, but, you know, it was in the running. So, you know, nice to, uh, nice to see it here. And I did, and it did actually sort of in the middle of the film as opposed to the credits. Uh, next up, No Time to Die from No Time to Die. All right, definitely a good front runner here. You know, no, it is a front runner. Billy Eilish, you know, Bond films always do well for this song, so no surprise here. And the final nominee is Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. God damn it, Diane Warren, why are you doing this to me? All right. So if you can't tell from that, I'm kind of salty about the the Four Good Days nomination, and I'll explain why. Um, why I'm disappointed, but also not very surprised. For those who don't know, the first year, two years ago, 2019, uh, when I did the Oscars death race, or I guess 2020, but for the 2019 Oscars, um, or the 2019 year in film, so um, Diane Warren had a song attached to a pretty bad movie called Breakthrough, um, which was the only thing it was nominated for. Now, it wasn't the only film that was nominated only for song. Um, you know, there was Rocket Man and Frozen 2 as well. But I had also seen those other films at before the Oscars were nominations. And, you know, add in that the other two in the category were in other categories as well. You know, this was really the, you know, this would be like potentially if I ended up not watching this film being the thing to keep me from watching the death race in completion. So, you know, I gave myself the rule. I was in serve I was going to finish the death race and I figured okay if I can get through all the other films that year and the only film I need to watch is Breakthrough to wa have watched every single film I'll watch the entire film otherwise I'll count just watching the music video for the for the song listening to the song good enough for the best uh best original song if a song is uh, a song is a movie is nominated only for this category well I ended up watching all the other films, so I ended up having to watch a breakthrough, and that kind of became the law for this podcast. Where yeah, you can't just watch, listen to the music; you have to watch the entire movie. Now, obviously, that's you can choose to do differently. That's just how I do it here on this podcast. Um, well, you know, uh, now going back to Diane Warren, she has been nominated for thirteen Oscars over her career, all in the original song, and she has also never won. This is her fifth nomination in the last five years, and seventh in like eight years. So, like I said, as last episode. So don't bet against Diane Warren. Um, now, you know, granted, film last year that she was attached to, IOC, I think, uh, wasn't all that terrible, actually. But based on what I've seen, this year's film, Four Good Days, looks to be kind of on the same level as Breakthrough. Uh, and very well will probably be the last film I end up watching for the race, as kind of has become tradition at this point. Um, at least last year, we also had uh, Eurovision being a bit of a fun movie with Yaya Ding Dong. Well, or Husevik, technically, but really was for Yaya Ding Dong. Uh, 
Anyway, Gold Derby did not predict this one. Fools, they should have listened to here. Instead, they had predicted that Aria Grande's Just Look Up from Don't Look Up would get the nod, which I would have preferred since it actually matters to the story to some degree, but whatever. Anyway, aside from myself, three other people out of the 44 nominated submissions, uh, Lady Egg on Reddit, the Nico NZ, and the Elk on Discord, all four of us successfully predicted the four good days uh, inclusion, though none of us got all five correct. And then also shout out to No Time to Die, which is the sixth Bond film to ever be nominated for Best Song, joining Skyfall by Adele and Writings on the Wall by Sam Smith, uh, both of whom who won, which is why I would say Billie Eilish is kind of like the frontrunner here. Uh, moving on to international feature film. Now, we've talked about two of the other cat- the nominees already, uh, Drive My Car and Worst Person in the World. And, you know, Parallel Mothers, while it is an international film, uh, you know, was not submitted by Spain for this category, so it doesn't count. Um, however, there's still room from upset despite all that. Um, the five nominees here were Drive My Car, Japan, Flea from Denmark, Hand of God by Italy, Lunana, a yak in the classroom from Bhutan, and The Worst Person in the World from Norway. Now, the big surprise here was that Lunana, Yak in the Classroom, got nominated instead of the widely acclaimed A Hero from Iran. Not really sure what happened there, but hey, I'm always glad to see countries get their first ever uh, nomination in this category, uh, which this is the first time Bhutan has been nominated for Best International Film. Also interestingly, aside from Lunana, Hand of God is the only other film not in another category, um, and that has Netflix money behind it. Uh, Flea is coming up in a, in a few next couple of categories, and we've already talked Drive My Car and Worst Person in the World. Um, you know, No one got all five here, thanks to pretty much everyone expecting a hero to make it in. Now, another upset happened in Best Documentary Feature. Um, the nominees here were Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Riding with Fire. Uh, Flea and Summer of Soul were pretty locked according to the Gold Derby, um, and Ascension was also likely as well, so it got three of those five correct. Um, however, it also had The Rescue, that National Geographic film about the uh, Thai rescue, and then a, a documentary called Procession as the other two, um, and Attica and Riding with Fire ended up taking their place instead. Now, ten people had predicted Attica correctly, and six people had correctly predicted Riding with Fire, but only one person had suggested had predicted Soul, uh, Gerald on Discord. However, he also had the rescue instead of Summer of Soul, so he did not get all five. And then finally, for the feature films, we have animated feature film. A long streak has been broken, which you probably know about at this point if you listen to me go for any length of time about this category. Uh, the nominees here are Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. Machines, Ryan the Last Dragons. So with this for the first time ever, three Disney films that Disney have produced have all been nominated. Uh, In the past, it was all at most only two nominees. Now, looking into it a little bit more deeply, the only year where there were really realistically three potential candidates for Disney to be nominated was in 2016 when Finding Dory was snubbed that year. Um, And so this is a really rare situation for Disney to have three bangers of a film potentially in competition. Um, So these are the five films that Gold Derby predicted and 24 of you out there agreed getting all five correct. Uh, myself, meanwhile, I had res- I had resigned to Bell not getting enough buzz, and so the anime film not getting in there. But I thought that maybe the recent success of Sing Two might get it over the hump, maybe potentially over Raya to keep that two Disney movie streak going. But I guess that stat is no longer applicable. Uh, we'll see if this repeats this coming year because you know Disney has Turning Red, Lightyear, and then the fall Disney animated film. Uh, but that's for a different season of this podcast. 
And finally, we have the Swords. Now, this one's always a bloodbath, as it is, uh, with Gold Derby getting only 6 out of the 15 correct here. Uh, we got a couple of users get there with 8 correct. Uh, Discord user Adele, who was on the show um, earlier this season, and then the Nico NG both got 8. Um, and then on Reddit, the users uh, Barentus and uh, Usual Suspects Guy 21, um, as well as Friend of the Show Dakota, um, all got eight correct. Uh, all got eight out of fifteen, but no one got all five correct in a single category of these, uh, or anyone. Period. Uh, the closest was some guy named James uh, on Discord getting uh, four out of the five animated sorts correctly, and then Rachel Ho, who didn't provide a social media, um, and the Nico NZ on Discord getting four out of the five live action sorts correct. So we'll just go through the nominees real quickly, um, and you know, not necessarily go over who uh, was kind of left out. Um, we have Live Action Sword, Take and Run, The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, Please Hold. Um, the only one Gold Derby here got correct was Long Goodbye. Um, in Documentary Sword, we have Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs of Benazir, and When We Were Bullies. Um, the last three films, Basketball, uh, Benazir, and Bullies were all correct for Gold Derby, but they missed uh, on Audible and Lead Me Home. And then for the animation sword, Gold Derby got two out of the five correct. Um, nominees here were Affairs, Bestia, Box Ballet, and then Robin Robin, which is produced by Argman Studios, and then Windsill Wiper. Uh, these last two are the ones that uh, uh, Gold Derby predicted correctly. Notably, Disney does not have a nominee this year with us again uh, missing out. Uh, and that was the favorite on Gold Derby. Um, and then uh, all of these uh, are Oscar-nominated films, as well, Oscar international-nominated films as well. So that's pretty cool that non no American films made it in. So yeah, those are the Oscar nominees. Um, you're definitely looking up to be a pretty interesting uh, Oscars. But you know, let's get back to the contest real quick. Who ended up winning the contest? Well, okay, starting with myself, I only got 77 out of 120 possible correct. Um, now, last year, last episode, we had Dakota from Contra Zoom Pod come on, and drumroll please, he actually beat me. He got 80 out of 120 correct, so good job, Dakota. We probably still had some sort of wager on this one or something. Um, anyway, uh, if uh, now, if you had stuck with Gold Derby, that being said, uh, you would have ended up with 89 correct nominations, um, uh, with four 100% correct categories uh, in Best Actor, its screenplay, makeup, and animated feature. And it turns out, actually, that out of the you know 40-some-odd people who entered this contest, only one person got all 89 correct, though he did not follow Gold Derby exactly. Um, that winner, uh, with 89 correct nominees, again, drumroll please, duh, 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 Joey K on Discord, or... Um, Apisax on uh, Reddit. So, you know, um, congratulations for you know, being the nominations whisperer here. Uh, breaking down his his predictions, you know, he got nine correct in Best Picture. Pretty good. He missed only being the Ricardos. Um, he got uh, five uh, instead of, you know, a Nightmare Alley. Uh, he got five perfect ca categories, actor, cinematography, makeup, sound, and animated feature. And then eight categories with four out of the five correct, um, which is pretty solid as well. His weakest category was editing, where he only got two correct, but still, overall, well done. Now, honorable mention to two other users who are a single point away with only 88 correct. Um, Jonathan Wells, who we've mentioned a few times already, did not provide a Discord or, or, or a Reddit uh, link here. Um, he got uh, 88 correctly with five perfect categories, tying Joey K. Um, and then the Nico NG um, on Discord only got two categories, all five correct, but he had a stunning 13 categories with four out of five, the most of anyone. Um, following them at 87 points was Lucas uh, before we got, um, uh, we got four people at 86 and then four more at 85. 
Overall, excluding one entry that seemed to be very Hope Dixon based and then one category that only did best pictures, um, you know, the overall average score um, of the 40 some odd people who submitted was 79.7 out of 120. Um, and then the median correct score was 82. Um, I'll post a full scoreboard of people who scored above the average in the subreddits and the Discord um, so you can see if you're one of the top 15 or so people. Um, but yeah. Um, Anyway, you know, I, I I do have a question, you know. Um, I, I did also include a question at the end of the uh, survey of, you know, who do you want to see nominated for Best Picture? Now, obviously, most of them have been like who you thought would be nominated, but, you know, I want to get a pulse. What do people think were the actual Best Picture films of this year? And wanted to see how they would differ from the Oscars. So, you know, I ended up going uh, with the top 15 or so, but, you know, first, the top 11. Uh, we have, uh, in alphabetical order, not necessarily the order that they got number of votes, we have Come On, Come On, Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, Licorice Pizza, Mass, The Power of the Dog, The Tick Tick Boom, The Power, The Tragedy of Macbeth, West Side Story, and The Worst Person in the World. Now, the most voted film, which is Dune, had 27 out of 45 votes, pretty convincingly. Uh, the reason there were 11 total nominees here instead of you know just 10 is that uh, the 10th and 11th film both had 13 votes apiece. Uh, so I couldn't really decide which one to include. So I just included both. Now, the big differences here is that we added that we as a community decided that Come On, Come On, Mass, Tick, Tick, Boom, and Worst Person in the World was better than Belfast, Don't Look Up, uh, King Richard, and Nightmare Alley. Um, three of the four or I personally agree with, I really would like to see Nightmare Alley in there instead. Uh, also interesting is that uh, the 12th through 15th place uh, all got at least 10 votes. Um, uh, these are The Green Knight, Pig, Spencer, and Tan. Uh, six of these top 15 films actually are the community pick, you know, the ones that only we included in, in this, this 12th through 15th, you know, only had one nomination between them, which is Spencer uh, in the actual Academy, uh, Spencer's acting nomination. So, you know, seeing the Green Knight, Pig, and, and Titan, um, as well as, you know, Come On, Come On, Mass, and Wars, per, uh, and, and Ma Come On, and Mass, um, you know, seeing those films uh, get recognition from the community is pretty cool and see just how much we differ from the Academy. So, personally, you know, I'm down with our taste. You know, could this potentially be the best picture candidates for the Deathies? Who knows? I'll leave it up to the organizers for that. Uh, anyway, looking to the actual death rates itself and not just this contest and what we would like to see in the Oscars, um, the, uh, this year the Oscars saw 38 feature films being nominated for 53 total, including the 15 uh, short films. Uh, it's pretty close, if a little bit less than the 56 films last year. Um, the film with the most nominations was The Power of the Dog with 12 total, while Dune came in at number two with 10 films total, or 10 nominations total. Uh, Belfast and West Side Story both had seven. Um, studio wise, uh, Netflix dominated 27 total nominations, followed by Warner Brothers at 16, Disney at 9, 8 each for MGM and 20th Century Fox, uh, 7 each for Focus Features and Searchlight, 6 for Apple TV and Neon, 4 each for Amazon and Bitters End, who's a distributor for Drive My Cars, and then only 2 for Sony Picture Classics. Um, now, as far as the now, you know, kind of looking at the, how this sets things up for the race overall, there are a couple of winners and losers, people somewhere in between. Uh, the winners here, obviously, Power of the Dog. You know, it came in the more dominant position than ever. Twelve nominations, you know, in many key categories, and you know, kind of sneaking in there over some what some other people thought might be a better nominees. Um, it was forecast to get only eight nominations, so to do twelve to overperform that by that much is really solid for Power of the Dog. Uh, Drive My Car. You know, obviously, Gold Derby, as I mentioned, had kind of predicted its success kind of at the last minute um, but it was definitely touch and go for a good bit there um, and I think this is going to be like kind of like the international favorite a la Parasite a couple years ago 
Uh, King Richard kind of overperformed. It had three predicted nominations, walked away with six total uh, in some technical categories. Uh, Nightmare Alley similarly had been predicted for only two nominations, but ended up getting four, including a Best Picture nom. Um, worst person in the world got that additional screenplay nod instead of uh, just being in uh, best in, in best international film. And then there are a number of films that are just happy to be there that weren't nominated at all previously. Um, these are Parallel Mothers, Coming to America, Lunana Yak in the Classroom, and Free Guy. Now, some films, again, broke even, right? Like Spencer was questionable for towards the end there if he was going to make best actor, best act, uh, lead actress, but it was able to hang in there. So kind of made what it's kind of accomplishment that it made there, but it also is what people kind of expected. Um, being the Ricardos, you know, it did miss in screenplay and maybe best uh, best uh, picture, um, but you know, obviously got its Nicole Kidman nomination and kind of like a bonus acting nomination for Javier Bardem as well. So, um, you know, kind of I would call that uh, a wash. And then, you know, the films that kind of were below where they were expected, right? So Dune, you know, many thought, myself included, it would be the most nominations. It ended up coming in second place. Not bad, but uh, missing out on director is pretty huge uh, for its chances at kind of like wide support there. So uh, maybe Dune Part 2 will, will rectify that. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom, obviously, missing on Best Picture when it had been a favorite for a long time. At least we got Andrew Garfield, but man, that really sucks he didn't get Best Picture. Um, Belfast, missed on some technical categories, I believe. Uh, editing and cinematography, which, again, hurts its chances, even if it did make Best Picture. Um, and then we have films that, you know, many people wanted, were hoping would get in there, maybe in one or two, most likely one nomination. You know, passing up for Best uh, best Supporting Actress, Friends Dispatch, and either screenplay or production design or score, uh, a Hero for International, The Rescue uh, for um, for documentary, and Matrix Resurrections uh, for um, you know for uh, special effects. Um, those all are well, I think, fairly substantial snubs in their respective categories. Um, and then you know there were some films that were a bit of a reach, um, but I saw some people kind of stretching in for and could possibly have made it in. Um, you know, Pig, Come On, Come On, Mass for you know best screenplay potentially. Uh, you know, The Last Duel, many people wanted Jodie Comer to get nominated for best actress. Um, the Green Knight in various technical categories. Suicide Squad in in costume um, or, or makeup, um, and then uh, Ghostbusters or Godzilla vs Kong for visual effects, um, kind of missing out. So you know. Those were just kind of the ends, but didn't quite make it over there. And then finally, the biggest loser is us for having to watch four good days uh, for best original song for the Death Race. Mostly kidding, just mostly, not not entire, not entirely kidding. Anyway, speaking of, as I noted, this is the Oscars Death Race podcast. So, how's the race looking? Again, we have 38 feature films and 15 sorts. Now, these sorts aside, there are feature films we need to watch for the race. Um, here, they, here they are in the order of number of nominations. So, first off, you know we have the Best Picture nominees again: Power of the Dog, Dune, West Side Story, Belfast, King Richard, Drive My Car, Nightmare Alley, Liquid Pizza, Coda, and Don't Look Up. Those are your 10 best pictures. And then there are some films with two or three nominations. You know, Tragedy. Macbeth, No Time to Die, Being the Ricardos, Lost Daughter, Flea, Encanto, uh, Cruella, Worst Person in the World, Eyes of Tammy Faye, Parallel Mothers, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Then there are some films that have some single nominations. You know, you have Spencer in acting. Uh, we have some technical nominees with single single nominations. House of Gucci, Serrano, Coming to America, the visual effects category, Free Guy, Sanxi, Spider-Man No Way Home, the animated films, Missile vs. the Machines, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon, and Luca. And then the documentary nominees, Summer of Soul, Attica, Ascension, and Riding with Fire. 
Uh, we also have uh, the uh, the international nominees, Hand of God, Lunana, Lunana Ayak in the Classroom, and then the good old uh, uh, breakthrough rule, uh, the four good days for best original song. And then, of course, the 15 uh, sorts, which, again, I won't list out all of them at this point. So of these 38 feature films, where do I stand? Well, I've seen 19 of them, actually. Uh, first, we have the 12 Best Picture Likelies we talked about for the past few episodes. Um, of those 12, nine made it the Best Picture, actually, out of the 12. Uh, Macbeth, Tick Boom, and The Lost Daughter did not. Um, but you know, those were all nominated elsewhere anyway, so it wasn't a waste to actually watch them. Um, now, the only one I hadn't seen of those 12 was actually Licorice Pizza, so that's 11 um, that, I've se- that, that, that I've seen. You know, the, the nine, uh, the, yeah, the 11. Um, add in, there were eight more films that uh, I had seen in this past year, uh, being the Ricardos, when I thought it would be potentially uh, discussed about, which I didn't, uh, Spencer, Flea, Cruella, House of Gucci, Free Guy, Sanchi, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, we don't have time at this point, you know, it's almost 40 minutes into this episode for me to go into depth, so I'll spread out my thoughts over the next couple of weeks and future episodes who are appropriate. Um, so those are the 19 I've seen, again, you know, the um, the best picture, some most of the best picture nominees, um, eight of the best picture nominees, um, you know, three more that I watched for the podcast, 11, um, and then the uh, other eight films that I've seen prior in the year. Now, as far as, you know, what I do have to watch, these 19 films, um, so, you know, we have Liquid's Pizza, right, and Best Picture and a couple other categories. We have the four uh, international feature films. This includes Drive My Car, also in Best Picture, so everything except Flea in that category. That gets us to five. Um, another four animated feature films, again, all include, excluding Flea, gets us to nine. Um, another four uh, documentary feature films, again, all but Flea, gets us to 13. Um, Parallel Mothers in two categories, uh, 14. Eyes of Tammy Faye, two categories, 15. Uh, Coming to America in one category, 16. Serrano in costume, 17. And then No Time to Die in three categories, including song. Uh, and of course, again, Breakthrough so- Breakthrough Part 2, Four Good Days. And that brings us to 19, plus, of course, the 15 swords. So, you know, 19 feature films and 15 swords in six and a half weeks. It might be a little bit tight, but doable. Um, the good thing for me is that most of these are already online or have a plan for a stateside release in theaters if they're not already in there. So should be accessible, especially for me here in New York. Uh, going through where you can find these films that I still need to watch. Uh, Best Picture nominees, Drive My Car, Liquid Pizza, they're both in theaters currently, as are the international films Parallel Mothers, Worst Person in the World, Hand of God is on Netflix, and Lunana I think is supposed to be coming to Voodoo this coming weekend, um, so it should be on streaming. Uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye is already on HBO Max. Uh, Serrano is going to be in theaters February 25th. And then Coming to America is on Amazon Prime. Uh, in the documentary categories, uh, Samson is on Paramount Plus. Attica is on Amazon Prime. Summer of Souls on Hulu. Uh, the trick is, I think, to find maybe Riding with Fire, which doesn't have a streaming or theatrical release that I can find. There is going to be an online screening of it one night only on March 17th. Um, I think you can find a link somewhere in the Discord or on the subreddit. So definitely look around for that. Um, you know, definitely want to be able to catch that uh, if you can uh if it's not gonna in case it doesn't show anywhere else um and then you know in the animated feature films pretty easy you know all of them are either on disney plus for the disney films or missiles for the versus the machines on netflix and then no time to die is on vod and then four good days is on hulu now the sword films are scattered around in various places online but i'm going to rely on the ifc center here in new york city who do those sorts programs either virtually or in theater again um to watch kind of these all over a couple of sittings 
Now, this is all assuming I find time to make it to theaters in the midst of apartment hunting, which actually I just closed the apartment. Uh, so hopefully I think I still have time moving forward. Um, and, but I will be moving also in this next coming month too. So that's also going to take up some time as well, I guess. Um, I am planning on potentially making things more difficult for myself than it needs to be. Uh, you know, I hadn't, so again, I haven't seen the original Coming to America movie, so might want to watch that to better appreciate this new one. Uh, similarly, I haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig Bond films, so I might try to watch all of the other four Bond films before watching No Time to Die, which definitely will make things a bit of a tall order here. Anyway, looking at the next couple of weeks on the podcast, we have six episodes between now and the Oscars. Now, you know, but there are some pre-existing plans I have on the weekend. Shout out to some K-pop concerts I'm going to. Uh, so I'm going to tentatively schedule um, the rest of the season like this to kind of give me weekends where I'm not doing anything, chance to go to theaters. And otherwise, I'm going to try to stream things at home. Um, you know, this next episode, next week, coming out on the 16th, you know, I have plans this weekend. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to try to do mostly streaming stuff, which I think the easiest category for this will be animated feature films since they're all available online. Um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll also talk about, I think, some of the VFX nominees I had seen prior to this year, uh, Free Guy, Spider-Man, and, and Shang-Chi. Um, and then on February 23rd, you know, I'll try to see a bunch of international films in theaters. Uh, Drive My Car is three hours long. Parallel Mothers and Worst Person in the World are, are sort of, but it's also in theaters. Um, you know, they all have multiple nominations, so there'd be a good amount to talk about there. I might also talk about some other acting nominee films I'd seen pri- pri- previously, being the Ricardos and Spencer, um, as well as Flea, another international film here. Uh, March 2nd, I might try to see more some of the more technically-minded films. I'm going to go see Serrano in theaters, again, February 25th. Um, Eyes of Tammy Faye is on HBO Max, and then Coming to America and its prequel uh, on Prime, so I'm going to you know watch that online. Um, also try to finish off the documentaries with streaming Lunana as well, um, and also talk about Cruella and House of Gucci, which, again, I've seen prior. And then the order of the next two episodes, up in the air, depending on when I can get to the IFC Center, uh, one of the weeks of March 9th or March 16th. Uh, it'll be about the sword films when I am able to watch all of them. The other one will be about documentaries, which are available uh, on streaming. Again, Ascension, Summer of Soul, Attica, and Hand of God. Well, Hand of God being an international, uh, an, an international film. Uh, and then finally, March 23rd, you know, the final episode before the Oscars themselves proper. I'm planning on having a guest on, you know, trying to lock some things since so no announcements yet on who that's going to be. But trying to have someone on and just kind of talk through each category like we did here and try to predict who we think will win and also who we want to win each category. Um, you know, I'm also, by this time, will try to find some time to watch Liquid Pizza. I'm not particularly hyped to see it based on some responses, so I'm putting it off. And also, Riding with Fire, that last documentary, uh, which as of right now is will only be available March 17th on streaming, so won't be able to cover it sooner anyway. And then we have the Oscars ourselves on March 27th. Now, between the episode airing on the 23rd and the ceremony, um, I hope to watch all the Bond films as well as our best favorite category ever, best uh, best song nominee for Good Days. For last, as is tradition at this point, you'll find out if I was able to successfully f- finalize the Death Race uh, on the wrap-up es- episode, which is going to be coming out March 30th, where we'll also go over the Oscar nomination results. 
So yeah, that's the rest of the season planned out. That's the death race. Um, you know, I gotta get. I, I again, I I I just finished house hunting, so you know, I wrote the script uh, before I finished it up. Um, but you know, uh, I do want to close out the episode before signing off. Um, looking at the leaderboard over on OscarsDeathRace.com. If you're competing in the race, just go over there, make an account, and submit you know your films as you finish them. Um, or you can also use Slide Astro's tracking seat uh, to make a Google uh, Drive link to kind of keep track of things yourself. Um, but anyway, out of four hundred and 44 submitted users so far we have three so far who as of wednesday night um you know have already finished the death race so congratulations to you guys um that is some guy named james and first place uh mommy dearest uh 85 and then john pearl all of you guys completed the death race on the first day or on the second day possible um at 100 congratulations nine more people are close on their heels at 98 percent um i'll be starting out each user each week as they complete the race so definitely do your best to get on that leaderboard, everyone. In any case, that wraps up this episode of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Let me know how your death race is going over on Twitter at Oscars D Racecast or via email at Oscars Death Race Podcast at zayma.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast areas of choice, um, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and leave us a review or just share us with an Oscar loving friend. Any of that's super helpful. If you want to directly financially contribute, you can do over so on Patreon, linked in the show notes. Also, linked will be my Loadbox account, Ninja Boy with an I. Um, make sure you check out the Oscar Race, Oscars Death Race subreddits. And the Academy of Death Racers Discord, I think, you know, the deathies are coming up soon, so you definitely want to join there, um, as well as the AODR.net and OscarsDeathRace.com websites. Music is provided by Kevin MacLeod and Compatech.filmmusic.io. Editing production by Ninja Boy Media. That's it for this week. This has been Paulo of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Until next time, I'll be here trying to watch all the Oscar nominees or die trying. Mm-hmm.